The text that you are about to hear is by Charles Olavois. To find out more about this Canadian author and his previous books, visit www.charlesolevois.com. This episode is from Goodbye Philippines, a collection of short stories. The book are a fictional construction of exchanges between the author and people living in the Philippines, overseas workers, and Filipino expats. Goodbye Philippines, a podcast collection of short stories by Charles O. Levois. Through Facebook conversations, George, the narrator of Goodbye Philippines, gets glimpses of Filipino lives in the Philippines and among expatriates and overseas foreign workers. As he discovers the sufferings of the younger generation, he is often reminded of the disparity between the deprivations and emotional angst of his youth. On one trip to the Philippines, he is hospitalized in delirium and dependent on local care until he is well enough to fly home. On his return, he shuts everyone out, including Lando, the youth in the Philippines whose college education he paid for. After a long silence, his protege reaches out and the two briefly reunite online. The bond between them is poignant and Lando's longing for a father's substitute is palpable. Will George choose to pull away? Read by Warren Carey and music by Angelica Dayo, executive producer Charles O. Lavoie. Chapter 8 Love is a Mango Smoothie. The following is an abridged story from Goodbye, Philippines. While baby boomers around him were getting a reboot through dialysis, George was recovering his energy through Facebook. One day, Carmelo Madredejos shared a series of 17 photos of a priest in a white surplus holding a little plastic jar in his hand, the shape of a cologne container, beside a brand new car. George typed, Car blessing? <laughs> My baby, Carmelo replied. How much does the priest get for the blessing? You give what you want. Because he used words to dive into the waters of other people's lives, George occasionally received some satisfying answers to his questions. Other responses were less so. Carmelo's non-committal response didn't come as a surprise. The guy was a professional Facebook surfer, as George soon found out. Since becoming online friends a month or so earlier, they had been chatting on a daily basis, beginning with the standard preliminaries. How are you? Or, what are you doing? In a rather short period of time, George developed a bond with Carmelo. The 34-year-old college teacher had a child with a woman he had never married or lived with. The boy, who lived with his mother in a different town in the same province, would occasionally visit his biological father. Though he had a Nipa hut in the family compound, Carmelo always stayed in his parents' house. He would mark his students' tests, do his class preparation, take his meals, and watch TV in the company of his mom and dad, and a nephew and niece whose parents were abroad working on the same ship, which was unusual, as Carmelo pointed out. 
During vacations, school holidays, or weekends, he would travel with younger men, documenting his escapades on Facebook and Instagram, with dozens and dozens of photos of himself looking at the water, getting on or off a boat, sitting at a bar or on a terrace with a beer in front of him, smiling and laughing. Do you have a girlfriend? George asked one day. No. Boyfriends? Lots. Do you have someone special in your life? No, I want a foreigner, Carmelo replied. Why? Filipino men are not reliable. Explain. My loves don't last, Carmelo replied. We meet once and twice, and this is over. Filipinos like change. Are you gay or bisex? I don't believe in labels. Sorry, George wrote, acknowledging his faux pas. Yet it wasn't a blunder. George knew exactly what he was doing when he asked about Carmelo's sexual preferences. He had noticed that Carmelo's eating, drinking, and traveling companions were exclusively men and looked young enough to be his students. Hadn't Carmelo hinted at that one day? After mentioning that the mother of his son was not his legal wife, he added that he would never get married. When asked for specifics, he had replied, Long story. And that was it. All those photos of you that you share, I'm impressed, George wrote, quickly changing lanes for the next exit. Carmelo regularly fed his 6,000 or so online friends with dozens of photos of himself and his family and the administration and staff of the private institution where he taught. I like attention, he remarked. Narcissus, George ventured to ask. Carmelo responded with a smiling emoji. Do you have gay friends? Yes. Do they live together as couples? It's okay in the Philippines, Carmelo replied. In Canada, same-sex marriage is legal. In the Philippines, we are different. Of course, George thought. There was no reason to ask anything else. It was obvious that Carmelo didn't want to go there. I like seeing you with your mother, your nieces, and nephew and Ray. George decided to include the name of the boy who occasionally appeared on Carmelo's timeline. You are blessed, my friend, he added. Carmelo replied with a thumbs up. What do you do when you feel alone? George asked. Family is important to me. You never feel lonely among people? Filipinos are different. The 35-year-old man adored his mom. On Mother's Day, he posted a whole album of photos taken in a restaurant with the comment, My buddy. Who and what he really was deep inside was a non-issue, or nobody else's business, George concluded. One day, Carmelo requested a selfie, but George refused. Why? I can't smile, George typed. Then he added, I'm always thinking. Relax, Carmelo suggested. I wish I knew how, George replied, only partly joking. Come to the Philippines. I will teach you. How not to think? Carmelo reacted, 
with a thumbs-up sticker. Shortly after, George received a video clip from Carmelo pointing to his waist. Look how fat I am! George didn't know what to make of the guy's wide grin. Within minutes, Carmelo messaged another clip of himself, mouth wide open, two rows of teeth displayed, and wet hair. I just had my bath. Have to get dressed. Mwah! George was torn between envy and sarcasm. His sarcasm suddenly gone and left with only envy, he wrote, I want to be a Filipino in my next life. Carmelo reacted with a thumbs-up sticker. On that day, Carmelo asked, What are you doing? I am looking at people's pictures on Facebook. Why? Carmelo asked. I am curious to know their thoughts, their love life, George wrote. Then he stopped. Stalking? Someone else accused me of doing just that, George immediately replied. <laughs> it's okay, Carmela replied. You are a writer. You have to break into people, George replied. He wanted to add, like a rape, but couldn't find the courage. Instead, he wrote, love is a risky business. Business? Nope. Carmelo responded, It should be fun. A mango smoothie with raspberry sauce. One evening, George's phone rang while he was in the middle of clearing the table and listening to the 6 p.m. news. After reading the name Fernando Castillo on the small collar display screen, he picked up the handset. Hi, Fernando. Are you busy? I just finished my dinner. What's up? Can I come and play? The caller asked. To play? Puzzled, George asked. How so? Y you know, the caller said, then after a pause. To cuddle. George imagined a child hugging his teddy bear against him to sleep. Sex, Fernando responded with laughter. What do you like? At a loss for words, George waited. How is your health? Fernando asked, adopting the tone of an old friend. I have glaucoma, but aside from that, I have no complaints, George replied sarcastically. Thanks for asking. Do you live alone? Yes, George replied. And you? I can't have guests, Fernando replied. After a fall in his apartment and the dislocation of his right shoulder, he had gone to live with his daughter. I couldn't look after myself. As if he'd had enough of the small talk, he returned to the item on his agenda. You didn't answer. What do you like? While Carmelo had a taste for sweets, old Fernando was asking for a quickie. The man wanted to use what he had kept preserved for too long in salt and vinegar, an expression that George had first heard while in the Philippines. As he talked on the phone, George gazed at a photograph on his wall. Taken in Edinburgh, the photo showed John in his late thirties, with his eyes directed at the viewer. Could you replace the person with whom you had once traded souls? By now, George knew better. Let's meet for a coffee or lunch some day. Sure, Fernando replied, and hung up. The two men had met three weeks earlier at a session of the Good Timers, an association for gay men over fifty that is held in a church basement every third Sunday of the month in Victoria. 
At the conclusion of the meeting, the group's president invited the members to socialize around pastries, cookies, coffee, and tea. While they waited in line for the refreshments, George introduced himself to Fernando, who was standing in front of him. They had once exchanged a few words, and that was it. That Sunday, they began to chat. The conversation quickly moved to coming out of the closet. The topic always popped up among gay men in social situations. Fernando shared his story. Shortly after he arrived in Canada, the University of the Philippines graduate met a woman who was also an expat. Never properly engaged, they married in a Catholic church a few months later and raised two children. At the age of 60, by then a grandfather, he decided to live according to his true nature. What did you do with your homosexual urges all those years? George couldn't help but ask. They came when I got older, Fernando replied. Why did you get married in the first place? I wanted a family, Fernando replied with conviction. I see, George said. In fact, there was nothing to see. The two men walked out onto the patio with their desserts and beverages. Do you have children? Fernando asked. No. You don't like children? I'm gay, George simply said. I have three grandchildren, aged 9, 12, and 16, Fernando remarked. It's never too late. Think of the Hollywood actors in their late 50s and 60s who have children. I'm gay, George snapped. He resented having to state the obvious and what had always been crystal clear to him. To be gay makes you feel like an outsider. Fernando didn't agree. Things are different nowadays. On social media, being gay is in fashion. A few minutes later, they saw through the window that the board directors and a couple of members were rearranging chairs and tables and cleaning up the space. George and Fernando walked back inside. As they were putting their empty cups and plates into the recycling bins, Fernando leaned toward George and said, Would you like to meet? Sure. There was no need for them to take note of each other's phone number or email address. Being registered members, their contact information was on the association's list of members. They promised that one of them would call the other. One Sunday evening, while he was listening to the 6 p.m. news, George's phone rang. It was Fernando. Thank you for listening to this chapter of Goodbye Philippines. Here are some questions from the author, and here are some thoughts to ponder. 1. Is true love eternal? Can you love again after your husband or wife passes away? 2. Do you belong to a religious congregation other than the Catholic Church? What's your position on homosexuality? 3. Are you straight, gay, or bisexual? Do those categorizations influence the way you see yourself or others? We'd love to hear from you. To share your thoughts and your answers to the questions, email charlesolavoie at gmail.com. Want to receive updates about future episodes of Goodbye Philippines? Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Also, feel free to share the link to this episode with your friends and on social media. If you love Goodbye Philippines, check out www.charlesolavoie.com for info on Charles's other published works. A link is provided in the description. 
Until next time.